0: Hey everyone, my name is Andy Polk and I'm Ben Shaw, and this is Bathwater and the Baby Jesus Podcast. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about the gospel and what it realistically means in our lives. All right, everyone, Uh, today we're going to be talking about the gospel, what it means, what we do with it. Uh, we think it's a pretty good place to start if we're going to talk about what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be with God in the world, uh, then surely we have to start with the gospel. Uh, but for us, uh, even that is somewhat problematic, I think. So, so Ben, the, uh, we previewed a little bit last time the the understanding of the gospel that I was always told growing up, right? The gospel is Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sins, that we may have hope of eternal life in heaven. Right. right? That was it. That was the gospel. Is that the same that you heard? Is that the? Yeah, I mean, it was. You ask
1: Jesus into your heart. He saves you from your sins. He died on the cross as an eternal sacrifice for you, so that you can get to heaven. Like that was that was it. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be. Believe that. that.
1: And that was the whole like formation of my whole religious experience growing up was centered around that one idea, and that we are supposed to make sure everybody else knows that too. Yeah. And
0: that's the only way to get that's to heaven. Right. right? Yeah. So that was it. Yeah. And in, in the, the, that's the core of evangelism. That's what you're supposed to be doing. You believe this and then the the demonstration of believing it is also getting other people to believe it, right? Convincing them that it is the same way. Was that, was that sufficient for you growing up? What did you think about that? Did it, did it ever bother you? I mean, I, you know, it was,
1: it was uh, sufficient in the aspect and that I didn't know there was any other way to approach it. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I grew up in a tradition where you listen to your
0: pastor who has read the Bible, which is God's word. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And if you do that, you trust that, then everything's going to be okay. Yeah. 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 This is, this is part of the difficulty I think that I've, I've had, I think other people have had in that if that's the gospel, if that's the thing we we believe and we know, it becomes a, well, what does that actually mean? What does that do for your life? Right? What does that actually change in your life? People say, well, it changes a lot because you dedicate yourself to God and the rest of it comes through it. It just never seemed quite, um, quite connected to me that consciously assenting, right? That's usually what believing is, right? That I I hear this and I say, yes, in my head. Um, I don't know. There's just, there's too many people, churches, organizations, groups, where it doesn't seem to have a whole lot of impact on the way that they live their lives, seemingly any different than going to church at certain times. Sure. Yeah. And I, you know,
1: I grew up in like a non-creedal tradition. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah we we had this you know the center's prayer right like Mm -hmm. that that was what it was all focused around Um, but there was no language beyond that to help Mm. understand or even live into you know that idea because it was it was you pray the center prayer you're good you've got your golden ticket you're going Uh to heaven and that's it and then the rest is just making sure other people have their tickets yeah yeah there's no there was no encouragement you know that I can remember of of developing beyond that personal relationship and then making yeah. sure you save as many people as you can or yeah. god god saves you know
0: yeah 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 even that line can get somewhat blurred yeah god yeah. saves but yeah you're getting them saved or convincing them to be saved and yeah yeah so i mean this is one of those those issues i think that is not so much that people struggle with uh in terms of not accepting that or this doesn't make sense or or this this doesn't fly i think it's more a so what right there's a, a possibility a tendency that what it means is we are people who meet at this place and we worship and we you know have our our sunday school classes and we believe this and therefore we are um i think there's a so what question well then what do you what are you doing? What is what is yeah. what does it mean? What does it help? What do we do with that? Right. Yeah. What do we do with it? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Let let me propose to you what what I've come to believe the gospel might kind of sort of be. Okay. Is that doesn't that look no, like a clarion is this, call? Is this the the gospel the, according to Andy The gospel according to Andy Polk, yes. So okay. ooh, hang on. So I, I think there are two problems with our are kind of classic formulation jesus done on the cross etc cetera, etc cetera. right one is that all of it is conscious ascent in our head right i have this idea i hear that idea i believe that idea and therefore that's belief one i don't jesus doesn't seem to talk about belief in the same way uh, and two i just don't i don't think that's big enough i think that's too small for what what I believe God has done or what I want to believe that God is doing in the world. It's probably the more accurate way to say it. Okay. So, so let me do this. So let's, let's take it through scripture because this is sometimes helpful. Uh, We'll talk later on about what we do with scripture and and how it works in in future episodes. Um, But when we, when we talk about the gospel, what it means and how it is, there's, there's sometimes that this has been explicit. So, so the first is uh, one Corinthians 15, one through eight. All right. It goes straight to this idea of what is gospel. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you have received, and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, and if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. Right? So it's already a good setup. This is the thing you believe. This is the gospel. This is what saves. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sin according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also as to one I'm normally born. All right? So, so here is Paul's kind of classic definitive understanding of the gospel. The gospel is Jesus' resurrection, right? Jesus was killed. Jesus was buried. Jesus was raised. Good news, right? Yep. But... In the way that Paul lays this out, that's good news, that's gospel, because that proves that Jesus was right, right. Right. In the sense of what Jesus taught, the way that Jesus said the world worked, the way that Jesus said that that power and prestige work, the way that Jesus said that humans actually are and we relate to each other. We know Jesus is right because Jesus died and Was raised right, right. That that's what he said he was going to be. That's right, it. and therefore it's proof, it's it's yeah. physical, absolute proof that all this is true, right? right? So that's getting there, but it's not quite the way that we get to our normal formulation, right? Jesus right. on the cross saves from our sins. So, so, there are some places we get that. Uh, Romans 3 uh, 22 through 26 This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There's no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by His grace, through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. right Or, or Titus 3. Now, when the kindness of love uh, when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and the renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior. So that having been justified by his grace we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life right that sounds like our formulation right jesus died forgiveness of sins hope of eternal life
1: let me stop you there one thing i find interesting in your titus reference there Uh is it starts with god Uh the other ones start with jesus as their central focus point and i i i like the titus verse better just as far as, because it starts with God, right? Who yeah. sent Jesus as a uh-huh. part of his himself yeah. to then save us from ourselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's more, you get more meaning behind it, right? It's not just yeah. a thing that happened, but what is the meaning? What what did God right. intend of this? What did God do? Yeah. I think all that's true, right? I think it's getting closer to that element, but I do think it's important to note that, that in both of those passages, it it's pretty clear that That Jesus did that for everyone, right? This is all are together, right? All are, there's neither Jew or Gentile, save or free, male or female, right? Every, God did that for everyone through Jesus. Everyone's saved together, and then now we respond to it or not, right? That becomes part of our choice, which comes Mm -hmm. to the belief part, right? This is the your response. God had done this. You respond to it, you believe it, you have it. But, um, again, that's not primarily the way that Jesus talked about belief right and I don't I don't think that's the way that Paul is talking about belief when Paul' is talking about it in these instances. so so the, I think the clearest example uh, Matthew 7 end of the Sermon on the Mount, right this is uh, kind of Matthew's greatest hits of Jesus teachings right this conglomeration that comes together of what Jesus says the world is and Jesus ends it right on uh, Matthew 7 24 through 27. Everyone hears these words of mine does not, is like, right? So we know this, right? We I don't know if you did. You just do the song, right? No, our house, Oh, yeah, and the rains came down, and oh, there was, well, maybe, that I was don't a know. great a lot, one. A lot I of that stuff this. has uh, exited it's, my brain. Yeah, oh, it will never exit mine, I don't think. <laughs> right, But the important point of this is Jesus doesn't say here that after hearing all these long teachings, he who hears these and believes them, here who hears them and, and accepts them in their heart, someone who consciously assents those who believe and put them into practice right right therefore are like this right it is not it's not a matter primarily of consciously assenting to something it's about living the ethic of christ right going back to paul's thing of because jesus was raised from the dead the way jesus said the world works is right and jesus says that the entire time this is the way you were created this is the way the world works live like this and it's true because I say it's true because I know. Right. And the live like this, that becomes part of this, this equality, right? That that part of believing is living the ethic of Christ as if we believed it, maybe so that we might believe it. Right. But it still doesn't get. There's one last part I think this still doesn't quite get to the implications of this, right? What it means for us. And for that, I think we go to Second Corinthians five. Uh, This is just uh, verses 13 through 19, but the entire passage, uh, Paul talks about this explicitly. All right, so this is what Paul says here. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regard even Christ this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. And this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciled to the world, to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Right. So here I think we get actually to a core of the gospel. Um Paul is saying it is not just that Jesus has died. Again, because Jesus has died and was raised, it is proof that Jesus was right about the world. And that has, that has something to do with sin. But the way that Paul normally defines sin is about wealth, And power and prestige, right? It's about domination, right? This is what Jesus constantly talked about. Least will be greatest, greatest will be least, Right. right? Mary's cry at the beginning when she knew she was pregnant, the Magnificat, right? You reverse society and flip it all upside down, right? This becomes the core of it. If we believe that Jesus was right, that every human being on the planet is made in the image of God, equally damned before God, and yet equally loved and equally saved, the next step is to act, to believe, to live as if that were true, because God says it's true, and God doesn't lie. Right. Right. The, the, okay. All of Christianity is ministry of reconciliation. It's it's reconciled because God said we're reconciled. We're all equal to each other. All of us, um, and that is good news. Except when we don't want it to be good news. And, and I think this explains right in Luke, Jesus has the blessings and the woes. Right. right. Blessed are the meek, blessed are the perishable, but woe unto the rich, woe unto the not because God is set out against them, because it's equality isn't doesn't always sound like good news, maybe if I'm yeah. already on top. Sure. And I think the rest of the Christian experience is living that out. Okay. So what, what do you think? What what do we all right, let me
1: ask you this. What yeah. what do we do with this idea? You said that we're all equally damned yep. and we're all equally what was the Loved word you, and saved. Loved and saved. Yep. Okay. So if, if we're all equal, shouldn't we treat each other equal? Yep. Shouldn't shouldn't we live into this idea? And I, I like the language you use the word live into, yeah, I think, and and um, or maybe that's somebody else that I work with. But sure. I like that language of live into because I think that it's something that gets lost in this conversation about the gospel. It's like mm-hmm. there's the understanding of what it is, and then You know, it's kind of like the Sunday to Sunday mentality. I'll show up Sunday morning for an hour, I'll get my Jesus, I'll go home and live my life however I want to. That's right. And, you know, (laughs) let me preface all of this by saying that I am terrible at this. I'm I'm not great at living into this idea of the gospel Mm -hmm. and treating each other's exactly the way. Mm -hmm. Part of that is cultural, you know, part of it is just the way that I was brought up to, you know, recognize threats, right? Yeah. You know, there's oh, absolutely. A, a cultural uh-huh. uh, hierarchy that we're born uh-huh. into. I mean, like we've said in the in the introductory episode, we're both two white dudes mm-hmm. from the South that yep. grew up in the South. Yep. And,
0: and born so into hierarchies, yeah, those there's, hierarchies there's are real. There's these
1: preconceived yep. uh-huh. notions about who people are, what they are strictly by what they look like. Yep. And, and that's something that, you know, I continue to work toward. Yep. Um, that not being your initial response, yeah. um, and and I've certainly gotten a lot better about it over the last several years, but I mean it's still there, you know. It's mm-hmm. hardwired in. It's really hard to make those changes to your core personality. Um, so if we're called to love everybody and and live into this um, this idea from Second Corinthians, uh-huh. right? What does that look like practically? And what does that look like personally? Because I think, as a uh, former evangelical, sure. right, that personal relationship is the number one thing that you work on, right? Yeah. How's your walk going? Have you yeah. heard yeah. that phrase before? So
0: yeah. So I, one, I would say that question: What does that actually look like? Right, collectively and personally is the presiding question of the christian faith i think that's but you just summed up christianity right that that is the gospel right god loves us all made in the image of god god saved and 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 has reconciled us all to each other and to god and we we act as if that's true right because the reality is we don't we don't want to believe that. We don't always believe it. As you said, we're raising hierarchies. It's not just the way we look and, and all of that. We create other hierarchies, right? Sure. We create names and communities and we yeah. other people. And we, we do this all the time. It's constantly what we do. I think what that looks like in your life is the presiding question. One, it's rejecting those hierarchies um, as much as possible, right? Sure. I, I don't think this is a Pollyannish... Well, we just say that there isn't. I mean, the first century church looked at different ways to do this, and they didn't always necessarily do it well. Yeah. But it it always came back to, uh, yeah, but you keep acting as if this is not true, right? right. As if people aren't equal. You're eating at different times. You're um, The rich and the poor are off. You're not taking care. I think this becomes a matter of not—you cannot do this just at church. Yeah well let's let's go back just real quick and add a little context to this
1: conversation so we're talking about some new testament scriptures they were written you know in the first century second century Uh some of them um what was the audience that they they were being they weren't being written to you and me right especially at the time so there was language that was intentionally used to speak to the people that they were writing to which Paul would have been you know both Jews and Gentiles uh-huh. and, and all of these different uh, churches that he founded or that he was in communication with so so when we talk about 2 Corinthians right the 5 uh-huh. what would have been the context that that was written in
0: yeah so this is the the context does matter uh, tremendous when we, we think of the Bible, right? Of it's, we'll, we'll talk about this more in a later time, but if we believe it's written by people in a time and a place to other people in time and place, right? You always need to figure that out. The helpful thing about this is the context for this part of it is somewhat similar to ours, right? One thing we need to realize is that Jesus was a Jew, uh, a dispossessed, oppressed Jew, primarily talking to other dispossessed, oppressed Jews. Uh, but then, what we have in the early Christian early Christian tradition is not just those poor, dispossessed Jews. You also have Gentiles. Some are also poor and dispossessed, and others who are Roman citizens or others who are wealthy and who mm-hmm. have. And so, they're having to figure out a lot of what this looks like. Yeah. Again, you read through the scripture, and most of it is not just them. Yes, you treat each other this way. Quit yeah. with your who's a better and who isn't, who gives yeah. titles, and who. Has. Stop that stuff. Well, and Jesus does that too. Like you
1: think about the Roman centurions story, right? The parable of, of uh, his, his servant is yeah. ill and he, and he needs help. And then Jesus like, well, do you have faith that this can happen? He's like, that's why I why That's why I can't that's why I, <laughs> I kind of why for I'm you. Like, yeah, that's your so, job. So, uh-huh. you know, you look at that and you're yep. like, okay, well, if Jesus is saying that it doesn't matter what your title is, that as long as you believe in you, you act in this way that I am speaking toward, then that's that's what's important. That's
0: it. That's right. Yes. But think of how difficult and radical that is, right? Oh, this yeah. idea that God is no respecter of persons. Well, that you just sucks. Des- as you just described, He's a displaced Jew who, yep. you know,
1: so, there's there's lots of opinions that I've heard about this. But I mean, some some folks even say He might have been homeless, and he certainly he certainly sure. traveled a lot and probably yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't yeah. have a
0: specific place that he yeah, dwelled. At so the readily. very least, yeah, even if supported, it's on yeah. other someone else's dime of how Correct. it goes. Yes, yeah, so, but yeah. that. So when we usually think about this, we we take it to those who are kind of rich and powerful and those who aren't, and then we need to go help. But I mean, even in my experience, a whole lot of Christian missions are hierarchical. We talk about with the language, right? We're going to go and we're going to give a helping hand. We're going to bring people up. We are going to like the entire Concept of this is I'm above, I have more, but I'm going to reach down and give it to you, right? I'm going to yeah. bring you to my level in a way. Yeah. No, well, I think and, and I think the answer is, is there's no there's no level, there's no yeah. ladder. We're not we're constantly climbing to get to the top of something. I think the good news is no, there's no ladder. Y'all made that up. Yeah, Right? Yeah. Jesus, yeah. I didn't I didn't do that. I was there. I didn't. I made that up. Well, you, know, I mean, you, you made th- that up, it, right? It's, we it's we funny. didn't do that.
1: It's funny when you think about it. Sorry, I mean, yeah, I no, you're fine. You think about like you you said the mission right that even uh-huh. even that's hierarchical. Like if I was to go start a ministry right mm-hmm. now, the first thing that came to my mind, and when you said that, was like, well, first I'd need to go form a nonprofit, and then I'd have to get connections, and then I'd uh-huh. have to raise money, and then I have to do all stuff. Uh-huh. And before I know it, I've put into place all of these structures yep. that a whole then, program. If it succeeds. I want to make sure I keep those structures in place yep. so that I can continue to do something for the greater good. Yep. Even though realistically I could have just gone and done whatever you know. Yep. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that's dependent on location and what the idea in calling is, but you know right. we um, we're we're comfortable. We, you know, we live in the richest country in the world, so it's very easy to slide into those cultural norms of of trying to help people
0: yes but and help people in yeah exactly as you said in a certain way usually or in an organization is fine we get together we can pull sure. resources and we can do all that stuff but i think you um, I, I think you got to what i think is a, a danger honestly even of of institutional church you're right when we do institutions we get together we have a great mission we pull our resources we come together and we create a thing because that's going to get the job done And very quickly, whenever we have that, that thing that we have created becomes a good unto itself. And you're right, even even maybe when the job is done, you've done stuff, people moved on, you have, um, even when there are threats from outside, right? If you don't exist anymore, you can't do any good. And so what happens is there's a good in simply existing. I, I just don't believe that. Again, I'm not against church. Sure. But. I am against part of the way that we do church. If church is to come and fill up your spiritual gas tank and go home, I just don't know what the point of it is. Yeah, but if you know, church it, is where we come together because we don't know what we're doing, right? That question of how do we live yeah. this out—that's essential.
1: Well, and I think that was the original intent of the formation of the church, right? It was to, um, for back of for lack of using uh, you know churchy's language, yeah. to feed people. Uh, to encourage them to then go out and actually, impl- um, to put into to place sure. yeah. these ideas that we're learning about, yes, and that we're talking about, and that we're wrestling
0: with. Yes, I'll see the wrestling. See, yeah, I've I, already, I've already infected you with my language. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that's exactly right. But what happens is there's there's purpose there, right? right? This, I mean, w- what I said is. I think it's relatively clear and incredibly difficult to understand, right? I mean, because it it immediately (laughs) means people, right? That's the problem. So if if the gospel is we're equally damned, equally loved, equally saved, what do we do now, right? The what do we do now is it turns out focus entirely on others, right? right? On community. Even when I'm talking about myself, how do I believe that? How do I live that out? It can't be self-absorbed and narcissistic, because how that I live that out is how I think about and relate to other people in a very messy, broken world that doesn't make that completely clear.
1: Yeah. Well, and, you know, there are a lot of traditions uh, in certainly in our country and around the world that uh, they look at this idea of salvation, you know, so we're all equally damned, we're all equally saved, and we're all equally loved. Right, so if that's the case, then they t- tend to focus on the well. You're saved. You, Andy, yeah. are saved, or me, Ben. I'm I'm saved. Yeah, so I'm good. Uh huh. And that, and a lot of times it just kind of stops there. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think I think I already said this once, uh, but it's it's very hard to kind of get out of that mentality. Especially when you're taught, you know, because we oversimplify these Mm -hmm. ideas, these lessons. And if you, you know, you and I both grew up in the church. So sometimes it might be harder for you and me or people like us to break out of that mentality. Uh, Yeah. Because Uh, we've learned it from Sunday school felt boards with Jesus, you know, sticking to the felt that that's That's Jesus came to die to save us from ourselves, from, from our sin.
0: Yeah. And... Yeah, and your so personal sin, which my, you to, yeah, yeah, my which own is, yeah. sin,
1: you know. And so once that happens, once you, you are saved, you know, <laughs> here's an aside, sorry. I, I always find it so funny and interesting that people talk about when they got saved that, half the time when they did it as like a smaller child that yeah. they did it because they felt like they were missing out on something. Sure. You know, not, oh, yeah. not Jesus, sure. not church, yeah. but their friends did it or their parents yeah. talked to them about it or, uh, you know, some traditions you can't take the Eucharist uh, until you're yeah. Yeah. Uh, saved and uh-huh. a member of the church. And sure. so, you know, I, I think that, that, that was uh, that was something that growing up in the church, we're kind of – almost at a disadvantage depending on which church you grew up. So, you know, like my wife grew up Methodist. So when I talk to her about like my understandings and what I, what I dealt with and believed uh, growing up, she just looks at me like I'm speaking (laughs) another language. Uh It's it's just so foreign for her. So, you know, there are different traditions, obviously. and, And so uh, you know, it, it's going to, a lot of it's de- going to mm-hmm. depend on the way that you were brought up as yeah. to how you approach this idea of salvation. But I think that what's important to remember is that really, while this salvation is understood to be for each and every individual person, it's also meant for everybody. Yeah. And so when we focus just on us, you know, we kind of, Forget about that everybody yeah. part.
0: Yeah, that's right. And I think that, I mean, one, Jesus was was pretty explicit about this for the, the people in, in that day and time, right? The good, the good religious folk had a hard time with Jesus, right? Because it's not just yeah, we we measure ourselves and our hierarchies by our, our titles and by our you know our wealth and by our power and all that. But we have religious versions of all of that too. We we made sure of that. So when you know you're very special because you believe all the right things and belong right one right if coming along and saying uh, you are special like everyone else, right? That God loves everyone just as much. That is freeing. It is it is good sure. news. Unless you don't want that to be true, you want to be better. You want to be okay. You want to understand. And that is human. That is that is the thing we are all wrestling with, the yeah. thing that we all struggle with, because that's it's, it's who we are. It's being human. But the good news is Jesus says, but that's not really being human. That's not it, right? There's more. right? right. There's good news to that. And, and the good news is that we're all in this together. And so we figure out what that looks like, even when people don't believe it. Yeah. Don't I mean good grief, right? Do we believe? Do we believe it or do we try to act it out? And by acting it out, by pretending, then we can believe, right? Yeah. All of this comes together. But it's a messy, broken world. Sure. And so navigating that becomes the hard part. Well well, and we're not God or yeah. Jesus. That's <laughs> right.
1: Or the Holy Spirit. We're we not don't. any of those things. Yep. We're human it's and not we clear. have preconceived yep. notions about people, about yep. stress about our societies. Yeah. And, you know, you're never going to not have those built in. Um, I think in an ideal world you wouldn't, but that that's really just a yeah. pipe dream. <laughs> there but is it,
0: no such thing as an ideal world. Yeah, that's right. Not not here, not now, not what we have. Yeah. And so what we do is, one, I, th- I think it frees us to admit that, right? There's no, the ticket problem of, of salvation is right. well, you have to believe the right things, right? But well, then we get to theological and doctrinal things. And then sure. I don't know when you're taking and the, the color of some vestment or whether you have like all of this stuff that we figure out who's damned and who's saved, right? Damned and saved is above our pay grade. God takes care of that. That's not really our concern. We don't have to worry about it. Yeah. What we do know is God loves everyone equally. And so, what we do with that becomes continuously the outward focus. And we don't know what to do with that. We don't know what that means all the time. Sure. So we can admit that because yeah. that's true. Like you cannot hear that as the good news and say, all right, I got it. Yeah, I nailed it. Right. That's yep. fine. No, 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 <laughs> What does that look like in this broken world that we have? How do I navigate it? Yeah. Well, then we can all be amateurs like we actually are. Right. And we can all try to figure out and work together. And if you have things that you figured out and you've said, I get to listen to them because it's not a threat to me it's excitement because i didn't okay what are you doing and it may not work for me i may not understand it in the same way it may be perspective it may be situation or i may just think you're wrong but there's no pressure of having to get it right we don't have that right we just try to live as if that were true
1: yeah well when you approach things too without having to pass a test right Uh you know it, it it definitely frees you to just Love people, right? To yeah. to focus on the the things that are actually really simple to do, yeah. but not necessarily easy to do, yeah. right? Loving yeah, someone right. else is is that's a right. simple concept, yep. but in practice, it's certainly not a lot harder. All. Yep. And you, so, yeah, and so you know, I think that's the real challenge is is once we understand that this is gospel that we that we have that we ascribe to. Um, once we understand what that is, putting it into practice is always, you know, way harder than, than actually just understanding.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or, again, if Jesus is right, putting into practice is the only way we can understand it. Right? There's, a, I think, a sense in which the ethic of Jesus is more akin to life skills than like... I don't know, ideological beliefs. Sure. It's like, like, yeah. to actually, you've got it's to, It's like I mean, a home ec yeah, class. Yeah, that's right. A, you look at, look at the whole, look yeah. at the Sermon on the Mount, right? It's all do this and have this. And when you go and when you have, don't do this so that you go through. The, yeah. This stuff is just too nonsensical. It's too, it's too out of our order to just say, yep, I believe that. Yeah, and so yeah, there's hypocrisy if we say we believe and we don't all this. No, I think it, I think part of it's just being human, and the only way we can it's faith seeking understanding, right? I believe, help me overcome my unbelief. We say it, God says that's enough, so we get to just try and try and try and stumble through, because mm-hmm. God's good and loves us and forgives us, and that's not a ticket for God forgiving us doesn't make it better than everyone else. God forgives everyone. We just respond or we don't.
1: Yeah so let me ask you this all right all right we're gonna we're gonna take this in practice thing and put some scripture on it okay so the great commission Mm -hmm. right go out sure teach the nations yeah disciples. disciples of all nations sure right so that call and that command what what do we do with that is can you have cause a lot of a lot of traditions like and I grew up believing that if you weren't actively going and making disciples and mm-hmm. getting people saved, then you weren't doing what God called, you know, you're not, you're sinning yeah. basically,
0: unless you're doing those things specifically. I think that we are again immediately applying our own standards onto Jesus. I think this is part of the radicalness of Jesus. What we want to talk about is being really effective Christians. How many people have you baptized? How many have you saved? How many people have you fed? I mean, we keep numbers of all this stuff. Sure. The the issue, I think, that's about us. Like somehow even helping other people is about us feeling good about helping other people and going well, sure. out. I mean, it feels good to you help. Yeah, that's people. right, of course. And, and we okay. want to be successful when we want, but again if Jesus we're always climbing ladders and Jesus doesn't say don't climb the ladder Jesus says there's no ladder you made it up I think the call <laughs> yeah. of Jesus the really difficult part this is mustard seed and you go through and the lease will be for like Jesus is doing this stuff constantly and I think the call is just be faithful try to be faithful in every situation and every person you meet and Jesus says and that's enough that's all there actually ever is yeah but we don't want to be we want to be effective, not right. faithful. And well, and we just want to be, be faithful, and it's we fine. want to be right. We want to be right, and you, yep.
1: you, you want I'm to sure. know that what I what I am saying is the right way yep. to get saved. And yep. so this that then turns it into a game, yep. right? Or, t- or turns yep. it into a competition yep. of like, well, I have the right way, so you can only listen to me. And that immediately just turns. I mean, it certainly turns me off, and I imagine yeah. it turns a lot of people yeah. off as well. That that. They hear this idea like, well, yes, Jesus loves you, but not until you say these words. Yes. And it's like, yeah. no, that's that's not actually how this works at all. Yeah. And, yeah. And so, you know, we, we have to, um, me personally, and I've had to, to change that whole mindset it's taken taken a long time and a yeah. lot of work to to get to a point to where i understand that just by simply loving people as they are where they are that that's that's enough it is that's enough that's that, the great term it's that's enough. that's what we're supposed that's to it. do is to just love people yep. you know i said that in the introductory episode yep. i go back to that a lot a lot my understanding of god and is that God is love, right? I love I love that idea. I don't. Even, is that even in scripture? I think it is. But. Yes. <laughs> so y'all will learn that <laughs> Andy has studied the scriptures a whole lot more than I do. Um, but. <clears throat> That's more of been, uh, you know, I recently started rereading the Bible. I'm trying to make it all the way through it. Oof, uh, yeah. The year plan, I'm trying to do it in three months, so we'll see what happens. I, <laughs> I actually downloaded the audio version of it a couple of days ago because I was falling behind, and I, I have more time to listen yeah, than to sit down absolutely. and read. Um, we I have small children, so I'm I'm a taxi <laughs> service for a couple hours a day, so I can at least get some listening in at that time. But but anyway, the uh, the God is love, right? So this mm-hmm. idea that he's love, I mean that's that's really it, yep. right. If we are created in the image of God and God is love, then that means that we
0: should also be that same core. Yes, yes. And God is love. So the thing that I think would go, I can even hear God is love. And and part of me wants to be like, yeah, well, God, yeah, because God loves me. Right. God. I mean, it becomes, I can make it self-absorbed. You can. The love of God Almighty who created everything, including everyone in the same way.
1: Oh, and getting to that place is hard, too. And I imagine there are lots of people out there who are like, well, that's great. I'm glad you think God is love because it certainly doesn't that's not what I see. I Uh see people out in this world who are claiming to be Christians and going to church and they are not. And so, you know, it's, it's difficult. And, and so, and there's also people that struggle with, you know, and this is topics that we'll cover Mm -hmm. uh, over the, however long we decide to keep talking about this stuff, you know, violence, you Mm -hmm. know, there, the Bible talks a lot about God and, and there's some violent stuff that happens. There's, there's a lot of things. And so, Part of that is understanding, you know, what we what we recognize and see the Bible as, yeah. and so that's definitely something that we're going to be talking about continually throughout this whole podcast. Is, that's uh, right. Is is our understanding of the scriptures and what they are and and what they're not?
0: Yeah. Or at and, least and, that's and how we understand what yeah. we do with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that that struggling with that is okay too. Yeah. Uh, because that's that's what we try to get to. Because we don't have to have all the answers, we don't have to have it all right. Yeah. What we have to do is try to be faithful in the situations that we see. And we hope that God gives us better eyes to see and better ears to hear, and we go in different ways. I, I think that is both freeing mm-hmm. and more difficult. Sure. I don't. I'm not. I don't have to be effective. I just have to be faithful. That's hard enough to just try to treat someone. With compassion and kindness to believe they are loved and valued as much as I am because yeah. people are jerks some people are violent <laughs> yeah. and some people are right there's a, in a true actual messy world yeah. that is that is simple but it is not clear of what that looks like in practice yeah. and thus is the Christian life and, and to me Everything that helps that is helping us live out the gospel. And I hope and think there's a lot of churches and communities and communities within churches and all that stuff that can help and do that. And then a lot of other stuff is other stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, know, that's difficult.
1: Something that's helped me um, recognize uh, my tendencies to, well, let's just say not love on other people is having kids. You know, I've got got three kids that are... You know, seven and under, and mm-hmm. and so, like I said, we're in the car a lot every yeah. day, and uh, I turns out uh, talk to other cars on the road uh, quite yep. a bit. Uh-huh. And uh, and my oldest son said to me, uh, this was a few few months ago. He he just said, uh, he said, Dad, what what did that car do to you? I was <laughs> <It's> like, well. <laughs> actually you know what it's not that important yeah it's really he didn't actually do anything he just got in my way and inconvenienced me for a brief time and And, so and so i have really tried since then to recognize that okay well i'm modeling this behavior Mm -hmm. for my children what kind of behavior am i modeling am i teaching my kids to to love people or am i teaching them to get annoyed whenever someone doesn't go the speed limit down a one lane road Which is something that I have talked about. A car, you know, it's it's it's, those things like that that it's it's. There are little things that we can look at ourselves, and I think a lot of it, kind of, kind of putting a foil on this idea of Jesus saved us for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We need to look at ourselves and realize how we are or are not living like Jesus. That's right, and 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 loving loving others. And so it's those little things that you can take to kind of look at yourself and look yeah. at the way that you treat people. Um, something else that I have caught myself doing, and this is just from growing up, uh, you know, the way that I did, uh, you know, you you see people who look different or um, maybe smell different or have have different, you know, are from different cultures. And my first... You know, unfortunately, sometimes my first response is like, "Well, I need to, I need to stay away yeah, from that sure. person. Yeah. I need to watch, I need to watch out for this person because they're different from yeah. me." And that's something that I have experienced a lot of guilt over, honestly, sure. which is I think a good thing, and and yeah. I think that it's something yeah. that I have worked on, and so that I don't approach anybody with any idea other than they are a person who is equally damned, equally loved and equally saved just like me. Yeah. And and until, you know, until I can get that to where it's not even a second thought in my head, it's still going to be difficult for me to sometimes to talk to people and and so how how am I supposed to approach somebody and say, "Well, Jesus loves you, but I don't know that I that I do." Yeah. And you know, you know there's that there's that idea that if if we're supposed to tell people about love and live into this but then we're not actually capable of loving that same way it's really hard to share that with folks and and have it have it be genuine and not have it feel like i'm trying to uh, reach some quota or something yeah
0: yeah and maybe the the key to that i mean i think you're exactly right i think um i think we all struggle with that in different ways but it it comes down to one, maybe just admitting that we don't like stop pretending that we have these like intellectual propositions that somehow make us something um, that we're, we're just really imperfect people trying to figure it out as we go. I think most people kind of let us off the hook with that the, because we're trying, we're being decent people and moving through. The, the difficult part to me then becomes the more we engage the messy world it's another part that we're problem with right if i just feel good and i have right and in in the end i can just act the way i want to act of my socioeconomic status and my, my race or ethnicity that allows me privilege in a way that i have and i just live my my good life but i go to church and i'm okay once you start engaging a world that is very very messy yeah how you love other people becomes really difficult not just because some people it's it's hard to love them or even like them or be in the same room with them. Yeah. But because we live in a world of oppression, of dehumanization, of violence and rape and brutality, it is a very real thing in, yeah. in America and the worlds that are around right here. Very common. And so once we actually choose to start engaging in that messiness in whatever way, then loving loving everyone and treating everyone equally becomes even messier yeah because i'm going to stop you i'm going to love you i believe that god loves you i believe that you are oppressing this person and i will stop you from hurting and oppressing this person and then i hope that once that you are stopped that i still can believe in reconciliation and find some way that that comes but we still live in that imperfect world, right? I don't, I don't mean this in terms of pie in the sky. We love everyone. It's okay. Right. I think that's, that's not at all what Jesus is talking about. That's not the good news. Right. The gross equality of humanity is a true thing because Jesus said it's true. And then now what do we look like when every part of our existence says that's not true? Yeah, Don't believe that. That's foolish and dumb. It'll get you killed. Sure. Uh, you think about missionaries, right? Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, uh,
1: there are lots of missionaries, and <laughs> let me give you an example here. Yeah. So again, uh, grew up in the '90s, 2000s, DC Talk. Oh huge, yeah, uh-huh. huge Christian rock band, like. <laughs> I had no experience with rock music until the mm. Jesus Freak album came out, mm-hmm. right? My experience with rock was like Boston and, uh, you know, a little bit of Journey, right? Like this yeah, was sure. it. Like I had a Boston cassette tape that I played <laughs> in my stereo system uh-huh. in my bedroom, right? And so DC Talks, Jesus Freak comes out mm-hmm. and that opening track is just this really heavy guitar like riff and then it goes into Jesus Freak. And, and I was like, this is this is awesome. First mm-hmm. of all, second of all, like I, it was it was world changing. But anyways, that's a music thing. That's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> so there's a little personal history about me and my experience with rock music. However, uh, about three or four years later, uh, a publishing company came out with a book called Jesus Freaks, uh-huh. and it was talking about martyrs. Uh-huh. And it wasn't talking about martyrs in the Bible. It was talking about current day martyrs yeah. of missionaries and people who went out into the world and got killed for mm-hmm. their faith. And I, you know, this was given to me as a gift. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, I was like, "Wow, you know, this is true faith. This is what it means to love Jesus—is mm-hmm. to put your life on the line, to go into these places yeah. to get people saved." And that's mm-hmm. that was what I thought you know, real Christians were. Mm-hmm. Um And I think that that can be foolish, you know, in some places, because some of those stories that I remember reading, it was people who went into a culture that they had no business going into, yeah. no training, no understanding of the culture, strictly on faith, believing that Jesus or God is going to protect them mm-hmm. because they're out there spreading God's word. And, and I don't think... I think that's a little misguided. You know, yeah. I, I think that um, while we certainly should share Jesus and, and with everybody, and I, I'm not saying that we shouldn't, there's also a way to do it in a that's not walking up in a, you know, I just imagine somebody walking through a battlefield with like a big white sign that says Jesus saves right. uh-huh. and I love you, uh-huh. and then they get shot. Right. Yeah. Because they're in a battlefield with a white sign, not yeah. really understanding the context of where they're going. So I, I feel like just speaking to your idea that yeah. you said about, you know, you, while you, you can't love everybody, you still have to do it in a way that is both productive and s- uh, safe, I guess, is maybe the word I'm looking for. I'm not really sure uh, at this point. But yeah. Anyway, so. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think it's going to depend on the, the person and the situation. Right. We still live in the real world. I, I just don't pretending as if things are not the way they are is just burying your head in the sand. That's sure. just not, it's just not accurate. But if what we're trying to do is the best that we can, which is not a throwaway, you understand yeah. that? Like, when do we ever do the best that we can? For what I understand from my experiences, I believe this is right. And yeah. we face well, that and I we I do choose. the best I can at my job every all day. The time, all the time. That's Never time. right. Never slack off. Never. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it's a, no. Right. That's still a high bar, yeah. but it's still freeing because if you're doing the best you can, you're doing the best you can in the right. messiness of the world. But it's got to involve other people, not so you feel good about doing a thing right? and not so you spread a conscious understanding of a belief. I just don't yeah. think that has, I just think it's too small. Sure. Jesus died on the cross, saves us from our sins. And we have hope of eternal life in heaven. True. So that we can live as if everything Jesus therefore said about the world was true. Yeah. Um, I, I think. I think that's that's more freeing and harder, uh, but it seems to be more faithful. Yeah. And so what that what that means going forward doesn't answer all the questions, but I do think it's at least something that I can start with. Yeah. Um, that that's something I'll fight for, and that means justice in the world. That means mercy. That means helping those who who are uh, oppressed, who are put aside. It means a lot for the way we function in the world, sure. including in culture and in politics. I firmly believe that. We yeah. are active in the world because of the morals, the ethic of Jesus. So there's but, some,
1: you know, I think um, as we as we wrap up our conversation here, I think it would be a good idea to talk about some small practical ways that we could that, that people can do this You know, thing of loving on people because it doesn't have to be some grand gesture where you, you know, sell all your stuff and go live with homeless people in Detroit or in your city. They're there Mm -hmm. too. You know, it doesn't have to be that. Uh, It certainly can be, and if that's what you're feeling called to do, Mm -hmm. go for it. That's great. But there are some practical ways that we can we can live into the gospel. Um, you know, you can get in touch with local ministries from your church or your community that are, you know, helping people who are oppressed. And, and, you know, that's certainly one way you can do it. You you still kind of, or not
0: at all associated with the Christian church whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, this honestly, most of the really on the ground, hard community work is being done by nonprofits. And they are online and they're in directories, and you can contact and find a ways yeah. to volunteer and to help in different ways. And yeah. part of that is, is political and rights movements, and part of that is the everyday stuff of, of, people not having what they they need and should have and being protected and cared yeah. for. And, and, I, and think I think that's part of the way. Th-
1: the trick is to not approach it with this mindset of I'm going to do this because I have all this extra stuff and I have done all the right things and these people haven't. Yeah. And that's why they're like this, but I can help. That's not a, a helpful approach to this. I think that, that that a better way to approach it is just simply with a desire to love and help people. Yep. And that's it. Don't have any other it's gonna be hard, but try not to have any other preconceived notions about the people that you're feeling called to help. And and try to find people or animals or whatever. It doesn't really matter per se if you're just wanting to try to help live into this idea. Cause even if you're out help volunteering at your homeless or your pet shelter. Homeless shelter, also you could do, mm-hmm. but uh, you know if you're volunteering there and people come in and see that you just have this great attitude and you're just there to help these animals and help the people that are, you know, a part of their lives, that in itself can be a great conversation starter. You know, you you can you can help people that way. Um, there's probably more practical ways to help actual people. Yeah,
0: but but so I would say. I think you immediately just fell back into evangelicalism. I did. Yeah. So you're gonna go and you're gonna help you're gonna volunteer at a pet shelter, people are gonna come in, you're gonna be kind and smile, and so then you can strike up conversations. Yeah, right. And save, those and say, save those souls. Save those souls and you tell it's them about Jesus. Right? And they go, Yeah. Um I, I think the more faithful thing is you just go help, and you, you, you bless, and you be kind, and you be generous, including the people who are rude to you, who go through, people you don't like, you don't have. And that, for most of the time, is not going to be people on the bottom. That's going to be people on the top. Yeah. And so you have to deal with that, and you have to deal with real human beings as you go. I think that's faithless. I think that's enough. You you're pre- You're just... Just yeah. be faithful. You don't be faithful as a bait and switch to figure <laughs> out like now they know I'm kind, so now I'm gonna tell them about Jesus. Yeah. Just do, just do Jesus. Just be Jesus. Because if you're if enough. you're just being Jesus, then they're, they're and that's gonna see enough. It. It's just faithful. That's it. God's yeah. in charge of the rest of the stuff. If you can have conversations, with people have conversations with people. Yeah, but just, just be faithful. It's hard enough. It's hard enough to act in the world as if every person is made in the image of God and loved by God as much as God loves us. It's hard enough. Let's just do that. Just try that for a little bit. Okay, I'll I'll do
1: better. <laughs> I did say it was ingrained, right? You did. It yeah. is. It, it is, is so and, hard, and, it, and it that's a good so point. Hard. You know, and right. I didn't even recognize that I yeah. was I was thinking. It, and uh, it, and that's also not to say that it's certainly not a you know a bad thing to do that. But no, of course not. But again, I think motivations are are the key, and just yeah. you know knowing that doing your best is enough yeah.
0: and uh, God will take care of the rest. That's right. God's okay. Cause God loves you. <laughs> Just like everyone else. That's enough. Well, we
1: hope that you found today's conversation meaningful and we hope that you'll join us next time as we continue this conversation together. This has been the bathwater in the baby Jesus podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have thoughts, if you have uh, questions, questions, that you'd like us to talk about or just questions about anything we might have said, you can reach out to us at babyjesuspodcast at gmail.com. We will talk to you next time. Thanks, everyone.